And good morning, all things SR. Good morning, good morning Pam. How are you this morning, this fine I, day? I just just revved up for the day. <laughs> I know. Little Barry White gets you going nothing, in the morning. If Barry White can't get you going, nothing can. I can tell you. <laughs> Ashley said I love this every terrible. time I think of Allie McBeal. So do I. And... Um, Lori said that's a great song. Uh, Shell's greetings to SR Land, which I love. I love that so much. And, and well, what, what I always get a kick out of is that that's why I was, I think, junior in high school when that song came out. <laughs> and my late, my late high school friend, uh, Ann McCoy, her, that was. Any boyfriend she had in, from that point on, uh, even to the one that she eventually married, had that song as their song. <laughs> <laughs> Not that there were that many. There was, I think it was Billy and then Moochie, and she married Moochie. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. Elena says, who doesn't love a little Barry? And she's saying, greetings <laughs> from sunny but cold and windy Maine. Glad to be here. And Anna says, morning all, remember, give yourselves to rest and rejuvenate all. That is the truth. I am totally going to take your words, Anna, and run with them today because I worked all day yesterday. I mean, when I say all day yesterday, I mean all day yesterday. <laughs> From a little before 9 until 11.30 last night. So I am like crispy. White. Yes, 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 yes. Yes. Well, that'll be that'll be my Sunday. <laughs> oh yes, you have a big you have a big day coming up, don't you? I have a big day planned. Yes, yes. We're going to see Argyle. Ah, that'll be fun. I want to see that this yes, weekend if be. I can. Has anyone else seen it? Well, yeah, that's yesterday. what I mean. It, <laughs> it was it's opening weekend, so. Yeah, so I'm, I'm, Miss Mayor is here. She's I've had Miss Miss Mayor with me all week and or for, since Wednesday night. So we're gonna go see it with her boyfriend and her boyfriend's mother, because she is a cougar after. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, that's too funny. That'll be good. Yeah. So Mayor is with you for uh, till uh, tomorrow. Yes, but she's been with you most uh, kind of the last part of the last couple days. Yeah, yeah. Her her sister had a go, was her sister works in a uh, private Catholic school, and uh, she was going on retreat with a, a bunch of students mm -hmm. Thursday and Friday. So she came to stay with me. That's and uh, which is fine. And then and my sister and brother in law. This is their weekend to have Mary for the weekend anyway. So oh, it worked out well. So it all works out. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. <laughs> so. And as as Black Lady Labs Lady says, <laughs> I remember those days, Leslie, and so I and can't say that I miss them. <laughs> Don't wish the days would go away, but retirement is amazing. <laughs> I will say that retirement every day is Saturday. <laughs> <laughs> Not every day is like Sunday. 
<laughs> no. <laughs> Catch the reference? I yes, know. I do. I know. I, I came across the New Wave Social Club on Instagram, and uh, it's really fun. It was really fun to see some clips. They have some really old clips of some of these New Wave bands like The Smiths and The Cure, and uh-huh, it was uh-huh. it's just a lot of it was a lot of fun to come across. Oh, that 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 must be yeah. fun to come across because some of those bands. I mean, I I remember was it the Flock oh, of yeah. Eagles, the guy with the <laughs> crazy haircut, and then there was um, oh, what what are the other ones I liked? The Clash. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Um, the Cure I did like. I mean, wasn't there? Well, there was a, a guy. What was his name? It was Henry. Henry. I'm not sure. I don't. I don't remember, but I remember him. And uh, and you know, how could you forget uh, uh, that one band that has the big the album with the big moon cover on it? Oh, yeah. I know what you're talking about, but I'm not sure of the yeah, yeah. that band. But it was. It's just. It was a little. It was very fun to kind of come across that mm-hmm. old footage. And they had Blondie and. The, the police oh, and Blondie. Well, I told you I've seen. I saw the police before the, before they got the record uh, released in the United States. They were playing CBGBs oh. in New York, and my friend Mike Mike Zolan and I went down. We would go down when he wasn't dating anybody. We would go to different places, and he, we went to CBGBs. Oh my gosh! They were yeah. What? Uh, I mean, what a treat that must have been. <laughs> It was. It you know when when you get to see an artist, I don't care who they are, but if you get to see an artist before they ever became famous, it it's it's amazing. I mean, you know, like I I look at Taylor Swift. I mean, she's like the biggest thing right now going on, especially if she can get back to the Super Bowl <laughs> one Sunday, next Sunday. Um, but as a kid, you know, she was just learning how to play guitar and she was learning how to write her own songs and what have you. She's like 13 years old, and she's in a coffee shop at, at a beach town, just playing because her parents had a house there. They'd rent it, and she would go in and play. Mm-hmm. And um, it's how good she was at, at 13. Yeah. You yeah. Know? And then, and even Springsteen. I mean, Springsteen. I remember seeing him uh, at the main point in uh, Bryn Mawr, Pennsylvania, which was a place where either Bryn Mawr or Villanova Fieldhouse, they would they would come through. You know, people like Jackson Brown and Springsteen and Patty Smythe mm. and you know, uh, what's his name? Um, Walked on the Wild Side. Lou Reed. Lou Reed. Yeah. And the Velvet Underground. <laughs> I mean, you, you know, you, all these all these people went through was just so, you know it's just amazing and and then you see them like like Springsteen now you go to an you you're in a big arena and let alone Taylor and and her yeah tour. it is really remarkable uh, Elena says that's definitely a chapter or two Pam and Betty said and Pam was the muse for every breath you take right Pam <laughs> absolutely not. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my gosh, Betty, you are priceless. Yeah, uh, yeah Betty asked, uh, asked me about being a chaperone. What kind of advice do you give? <laughs> yes, yes. 
my advice uh, <clears throat> at that point is taken from the movie A Quiet Man. Um, when uh, John Wayne and Moyne O'Hara get on the cart to go for their first courtship mm -hmm. date. No patty fingers, if you please. <laughs> and I love the fact Shell said yesterday she saw um, someone with the haircut from the flock of seagulls. <laughs> I can only imagine. That is hilarious. Yeah, I think there was a Friends um, episode that had Chandler with the flock of seagulls haircut in a, in one scene. I I don't know whether it was a throwback to when they were in high school or whatever it was, but I remember yeah. that. And and then Hugh Grant did a movie with Drew Barrymore called Music Oh and yes, Works. I love that. That movie was so cute. It was a, it was a good move. It was it a was good very movie. cute. Um, and uh, he he played uh, in one of the uh, bands that they were it was like a takeoff mm -hmm. on Wham. A yep. Little bit. If you haven't seen it, it is so, really uh, it's really a sweet movie. It's really really cute, very funny. Um, mm -hmm. And Betty saw Dido and John Mayer in concert, which would have been really a great show. Yeah, I would like to see John Mayer. I happen to like his guitar mm -hmm. stuff, but that's. He, he's, I don't know, he's kind of strange, but I... I he's a great musician, though. Whether or not you would vibe with him personally is, is another story. That's another but, story. Also, yeah, but. he definitely knows his music, which is cool. Really, really fun. Oh, Shell asks, what is it, the movie? It's called Music and Lyrics um, with Drew Barrymore and uh, Hugh Grant. And I have to say, kudos to Hugh Grant for, um, he really put it out there. Like, he just got into the role, and it was, it was really good. He did. It was really fun. Well, you know, he <clears throat> has, what I love about him is he has played some quirky yeah. characters in some of these rom-coms mm -hmm. that he did. You know, um, he, he, you know, he, of course, got, he will forever be my... My love from uh, Sense and Sensibility, mm -hmm. but um, you know he uh, that it was music and lyrics. He did one with Sandra Bullock, working girl, working a uh, two weeks notice, and uh, where he played a uh, uh, real estate tycoon in New York, and who had to go see his brother. I remember, he had to yeah, see his brother, and his brother was in the shower, and it was a hot shower, and every time he would flush the toilet so that the cold water would come on, <laughs> <laughs> or the hot water get hot, or whatever. <laughs> but yeah, he's always been very quirky. He's also done some nice serious work too. He did one where he played um, an in very English scandal, I think it was, where he played a closeted. Mm, I haven't seen that. I heard of it. It was good. It was good. Um, and also, there was uh, was it Florence Jenkins, the, the the woman who who used to pay a lot of money so she could sing at Carnegie Hall and she couldn't sing. Oh it. yes, yes, yes. Singing, yeah. Florence Jenkins Foster. That's what her name was. Yeah. And he played her husband, who just kept yeah. going. <laughs> Fed her career, so, literally. Yes. That's, Little. That is great. And Floor just joined us. Good morning, Floor. Us. Good morning, 
and uh, Betty had said that when she saw uh, that concert, it was raining that evening. The concert was at Bryan Park, and it was fun. That must have been a fun outdoor mm. thing. Elena notes, I haven't oh, yeah. seen the movie, but will now. But a clip from it popped up on IG yesterday with him dancing. Gotta see it now. Yeah. <laughs> it is. If, he really picked up, and he, you know he studied, like, Wham!, those bands from the 80s and, and the new wave. Oh, yeah. It, because he picked up a lot of the mannerisms and things they did. Um, and then the film itself picked up. Well, they were showing videos and clips and they, they did a lot of things you'll recognize from that era. So it was really, really mm -hmm, fun. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> oh, what was that? What was it? Pop-up videos? Yeah. They'd have these bubbles yes, come up. I forgot about that. Yeah. The pop-up videos. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I used to like that. Yeah, I did too. Mm -hmm. I'll... I'm sorry. They never, they got, they didn't have, they don't show They should. Anymore, they it should. What's going on? Absolutely. Mm -hmm. So, so we have uh, quite, quite we... an ex exciting uh, part of Chapter 32 today. <laughs> yes, now I suggest everybody have their fans going, either handheld or mechanical. Oh, my gosh. It's a scorcher and, today, yeah, and yeah. I'm not talking temperature. This, this section no, of no. the chapter was quite spicy and and you know how I know much which I love made me laugh it makes me laugh them. even harder every time <laughs> because I know this is like your least comfortable thing to do um, but it is well it, wasn't it SR one time said that you know it, it that it's sometimes very hard to write a scene a yes scene like Yes. That scene or anything like that. Well, I, mm -hmm. I fully concur. <laughs> anyway, so. Yes, tell us. In the world of tell SR us about all the news that's fit to print. Mm hmm. I don't have any crazy <laughs> headlines like the New York Daily News does. Anyway. Um, this year's Lenten reading will be the way of the pilgrim. He, uh, he invites everybody to join in. And it is the RM French translation of the book. He said it had been mentioned in Gabriel's Redemption, and I'm trying to remember what yes, it was. Yes, it was. Um, what he said. And I'm putting, the, I'm putting the li a link to Amazon um, just in case you haven't ordered it or haven't picked it up. I'm sure you could get it at the library, too, because this is a well-known classic yeah and it's basically it's it, it's a basically the story of a russian pilgrim on his journey and learning how to pray and it's from the mid-19th century russian orthodox spirituality he reminds you that lent begins on february 14th and that's basically where we're supposed to be picking up on the book although i did start it earlier uh, check his blog post because he will be writing and, about it weekly. And actually, um, I wanted to. He'll also move on to that. Um, first of all, kudos to Betty for sliding Paul into mm -hmm. the conversation. Um, I'm always impressed at of how course. she does it, and she did. And this one, uh, saying, "You know who has '80s music on his playlist? Paul. Unrequitedly, Paul is a must listen." <laughs> 
Of course it is. Of course and it some is. of the other friends like a pop-up video. And um, I, I did want to mm -hmm. just add a little with the in the way of the pilgrim. And the description does, it is really kind of reflective. It's an unknown pilgrim describes his wanderings through mid-19th century Russia and Siberia from one holy place to another in search of the way of prayer. And the, I, I thought I, it was interesting. There's a lot of different translations, but SR chose the RM French translation. Um, it conveys the charm of the original text as well as brilliantly communicating the spiritual truths of the gospel. So it definitely sounds like something very appropriate for a Lenten reflection. Uh, the link that I put in also has the sequel, The Pilgrim Continues His Way, which, yeah, it's, yeah, a lot of times, I saw them, several of them are, are packaged together. Um, so it continues more of the narrator's story as desire burns within him to discover deeper experiences of prayer and to draw closer to the heart of God. So definitely if you're looking for something um, reflective, um, spiritual during this time, check it out. Do check it out. And join us on uh, the 16th of March, and uh, SR will be a guest on the podcast to discuss this. Yeah. Oh, and Betty, 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 don't be shocked. <laughs> Even though I may have the Kama Sutra Pam edition coming out at some point in time in my, my life. Yes, as Betty said, Pam, finding it difficult to discuss discuss sex scenes. Pam, the lady with the upcoming Kama Sutra book, it is it is shocking. Um, <laughs> Elena says, I've already put the AC on. <laughs> Get out the hankies if you have them from the Florentine Series podcast. Um, good Absolutely. morning, Ellie. You're coming in, coming in to a chapter that's hot and heavy, my friends. So just be warned. Uh, yes. Listen, listener advisory. If you have sensitive ears around you, <laughs> I do have two sensitive ears be, uh, in the other room. So, mm -hmm. but fortunately I think either Popeye or Tom and Jerry or Bugs Bunny is on. And then, of course, it may go to Adam 12 and Perry Mason. I don't know. <laughs> Depends upon what commercial comes up. <clears throat> so let us begin <laughs> part yes. two. Oh, uh, one other thing. One yeah, other thing. Oh, that's okay. The man, in the, the man in the Black Suit is uh, now on sale the, uh, on audio. Uh, and he supplied the link yep, for I that. Yep, I put that in. So I, I got it. I, okay. I just okay. I had it up and ready. Oh, good. So yeah, that's, that's available. Oh, yeah, talking well. about speaking about a scorcher of a, a scorcher of a chapter or a scorcher of a, a, a book. In this case, this audio book, "The Man in the Black Suit." If you have not heard, you should definitely hear. Um, definitely, and just be careful if you're driving along the New Jersey Turnpike behind a tractor trailer. <laughs> there was one chapter, and I don't remember what it was, but I almost ended up underneath the tractor trailer because <laughs> I was like. <laughs> and Ellie said, just "Hot and heavy is how I roll, even when sleepy." 
(laughs) (laughs) I love it. Oh, Mm -hmm. my gosh. And Betty says, yay, Nicholas and Acacia's love scenes are way hotter, in my humble opinion. Um, I feel like this particular part of Chapter 32 in Redemption is kind of a a launching pad in hotness um, in terms of these scenes, because there is quite an intense scene, as, as we'll be discussing, but... Um, it does springboard over into the man in the black suit territory because, wow. Mm-hmm. Yes, Betty mm-hmm. says, the one with the shower, the table, or in the bedroom. <laughs> I say yes, yes, and yes. I mean, yes, really. And beautifully written, too. It's, it's, it's hard to balance something that is so physical, right? Having Expressing such a physical connection and have it still be beautifully written. And I think SR does it just right. Yes, he does. <laughs> but he says, Nicholas and Willie say, hold my beer. Hold my beer. <laughs> Willie does have his uh, extreme moments. Yes, he does. Throwing hankies off the uh, lozier. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Where is Susie Steinley when we need her? Boy, she- I know, I know. Susie, for those of you who are newer to the SR world, um, is the chair. Um, She's leads SR Fans Australia. And she was always so much fun to have on um, those podcasts when the scenes got hot and heavy. Her commentary was great. It was always, yes. Yes, it was. Yes. As Willie would say, Shell says, hold my vintage. <laughs> exactly. And it, must, and, it, and it was a rare vintage, usually. Yes. Uh, Ellie says, agree, Betty. SR embraced his writing of uh, <laughs> the lemons and mangoes, hot and sexy, as his romance <laughs> writing has continued. Totally agree, Ellie. That, that's Absolutely. As as his characters evolve, so has his writing of all things, right? And, and romance uh, and sex scenes are part of that. Yes. Um, and that's why yes, I'm excited about him saying to us um, and reminding us every week that he continues to write, which is very, very mm-hmm. exciting because I can only imagine what he's conjuring up in and. With the Spaniard, so and the friend and the Canadian French yes. woman, it's going to be great. Or, is it Canadian French or French Canadian? French Canadian. I think it's French mm-hmm. Canadian. Mm-hmm. No, I'm the Quebec. The Quebec I cannot. Uh, yeah, whatever. Uh-huh. <laughs> Quebecois. Quebecois. Anna says, "Be real, ladies. We can take much hotter than this. This is true, Anna. <laughs> you never know where this could escalate." Um, nope. Ellie says it's all that practice and research. And Betty said, "My God, I can't wait to read the love scenes in the new novel. I bet they'll be hot and steamy. I'll be interested to see." I'd like to be a part of the research. No. <laughs> are you? Are you volunteering? I volunteer. Are you? Are you willing? Like the Hunger Games. It's like the Hunger Games. I volunteer. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah, Betty, no pressure, boss, no pressure. There is no pressure for SR. We yeah. are nope. We're happy to support him and read whenever he and whatever he uh 
chooses to put forth, it'll be always an interesting read. And as we go into this part of chapter 32, as you recall, Julia and Gabriel were kind of uh, both in foul moods. Uh, Gabriel, because he's really chewing on an, an issue that he's not sharing with Julia. Julia, because she wants him to share with her and, and is not. And there's this hanging, this overhang, this overview, this feeling of uh, craving that Gabriel has right at this beginning of this chapter. You know, he was smoking his cigarettes. He was wishing he had his Laphroaig. Um, so he was kind of craving some of his old, his old um, vices. Habits. Yes. And, you know, they kind of went at it. And he eventually said, I'm sorry, I'm in a foul mood. I shouldn't take it out on you. And she said, that's right. You shouldn't. And when she, she came up with a way, yes, she wants, she wants to, she wants him to talk to her. So and then they got into the whole discussion of what, how did he handle this in the past? And she all, she knew, you know, I drink, I do Coke and, I'd fuck. So this is kind of where we were. Julia said, you know, let's go to bed, he asked. And he didn't feel right about it because he wasn't really himself. But she said, we're both in foul moods. Let's work this out physically. And essentially is what they said. So this is the beginning of chapter of this part of chapter 32 because she's begged him to take her to bed. And he said, we are not going to use the bed. And with a dangerous look, mm -hmm. he carried her into the bedroom. So this is when the section, this is when our section begins. It's a little crazy. Yeah. Well, uh, Betty says Julian and Gabriel will have an afternoon delight, as she says. Um, mm -hmm. Do you know that was rated right one of the worst rock pop songs? <laughs> and, which I, and I actually saw the pe them playing concert. They opened for John Denver. <laughs> Anyhow, I, Any I digress. <laughs> or to quote Olivia Newton-John, let's get physical, <laughs> as Betty said. Mm -hmm. Or Barry White, let's get exactly. it on. Mm -hmm. Or Marvin Gaye. Anyway. anyway. So, we begin chapter 32. And Gabriel hadn't set up, he didn't bother with setting up a romantic scene. He just carried Julia and went straight to the wall. Her legs were wrapped tight around him. And, you know... The setting was kind of like just the bathroom light was on. So it wasn't pitch black, uh, but it was um, just enough light so they could see each other. And 
and he pulled the silk robe off of her and he put two fingers in his mouth, wetting them, and then reached down and placed them between her legs. Um, as Shell said, there's no fade to black here. <laughs> no, nope, so, not at all. So, so true. And Ashley said, it's getting hot in here by Nellie. That's why, that's why I said the, the fans have to keep going. <laughs> <laughs> yes, keep the fans going for sure. So, you know, he was starting to do his ministrations, uh, more or less paying attention to her. And she moaned and then pressed against his hand. And he whispered to her and checking in with her because as Gabriel does with her, especially, he doesn't want to hurt her. And he says, are you afraid? And he explored her. You know, she, she responded and said, no, you know, she, and I think that's important that he had her consent. Um, Absolutely. In this situation, because he feels a little bit unhinged, I think. And I think he's ready to just let loose. And I think he is always constantly worried that he is going to be too much for her. Um, so. Which, you know, you, you can understand. He's, he's concerned. He wants to make sure she's comfortable, right, too. Right, right. And also... Uh, he always wants to please her, right? So there's that right, lovely right. Um, aspect of Gabriel that is really intent on making sure she has pleasure. And of course, Anna says Gabriel's still cautious even in this situation. Uh, Betty said, oh, Gabriel, yeah. the last thing Julia's feeling right now is fear. Unless you plan to stop, then she'll be upset. <laughs> <laughs> and Betty said this brings True. back memories to the evening when he gave her a night visit on the eve of the hearing at the University of Toronto, which is true because that's also that is true. Another time when he took her on the wall. So so he's uh, the first one. asking her uh, if she's okay and he said, I'm not afraid and are you afraid? And he said no. She said no. And he he explored her and then put his hand around to her backside, pulling her close. And he then asked her and um, watch what? <laughs> More or less. She's like, what? What are you talking about watching? And Gabriel suggested that she, she watch them in the mirror her to see what he was seeing when she would climax. Now, I'm surprised he didn't have mirrors put in their bedroom. I don't know. I don't know if he wanted to do <laughs> that much of a, a voyeur um, situation here. But, um, yeah, he definitely was very fixated on her watching. And she saw the mirror on the wall on the other side of the room. And, you know, of course they're up on the wall. So he, 
you know, I almost wonder, did he actually think this through before he, I, I should have asked that question, but I didn't think of it until now. Um, mm-hmm. You know, did he strategically place himself so she could watch? Um, I'm curious if he thought about that before he took her. And I think, I think that's a possibility, not necessarily for that particular night, but for the possibility somewhere. Yeah, no, I, I'm just thinking, did he... Um, choose that spot. Because some men do have a pension for that. Choose that spot on the wall. So, um, and it, because it was perfectly positioned, um, so she could see exactly what they were doing. And, um, yeah, she, she was instructed to watch. So she started to, he wanted her, He kissed her neck and rubbed his stubble against her chest. She saw his magnificent naked back and the dark-haired woman who was hiding behind him. He held her legs and he petted her and she watched as he was doing all of this in this mirror strategically placed across the room. She could tell their difference in their bodies. Hers was softer. His was darker. So you have that contrast of light and dark. You have the contrast of soft and muscular. Um, so there's quite a bit for her to watch. <laughs> Betty says, uh-huh. Gabriel, do you really think Julia will be able to keep her eyes open? Yeah, I, I'm, I'm with you on that, Betty. <laughs> yeah, that, that's that a toughie. Would be, when you're having that much uh, attention thrust upon you, right? Yes, um, yes. Mm-hmm. So Gabriel lavished her with single-minded attention. It was as if he were a dying man, and this was his last assignation. Um, you can only imagine, right? He was mm-hmm. in... He, once he got the, the go-ahead, once he got the confirmation then that she wasn't afraid, he was all in. <laughs> Thrust, as Shell said. Elena uh-huh, noted uh-huh. he would fear that a mirror on the ceiling would be too much for Julia. Even this is a bit much for her, she, she noted. That is true. Yeah. That is true. But she's gone with it. Hey, I'd be hanging on for the it. ride. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> <laughs> Why not? Um, Been there, done that, bought the t-shirt. No. <laughs> not quite. <laughs> There's no t-shirt. No t-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> no t-shirt was involved in the making of the scene. Okay. Um, no. Yeah. Betty noted that Paul has a muscular back too. <laughs> and Flora's laughing. Yes, Betty. I'm, I know Paul has a muscular back too. I love it. Yes. Your love of Paul is just. And his Instagram posts right now have a, he's very, becoming very muscular. <laughs> Well, yeah, for James. James has been, James is, definitely. Yes. yes. Yeah. <laughs> Elena said, I didn't say it would be too much in my book. And t-shirt, t-shirt went up in flames, shell notes. Anna says, I think Gabriel does think about his sexual adventures of the past and wants to bring Julianne into a more adventurous and intense sexual norm. It's sad he has to be so reserved because of fear of of that she would react and judge and Florida well, I think it's still very hang on for that ride 
Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Um, I think, but I think with Julia though, I think it's and and Gabriel's concern. I think he still has the fear, but but she's also still learning. And I think that you know they've only been married a short time. Now, yes, they've had a sexual relationship before they got married, but I think that you know as you're exploring your relationship deeper and deeper on the physical side that you become more and more comfortable. Well, and I also think... And need I say a little bored with the missionary position? I also think the... Um, I think she has kind of shown that she's up for exploration, right? So, oh, yeah. and I think the she more is. she and he gain trust within each other, the more mm-hmm. places they can go together. Um, I think he does have this... Mm-hmm. So rightly stated, Anna, I think he's concerned about it, um, about hurting her or pushing her too far. But I I feel like she's growing enough um, that she's or she's demonstrating that she's open Um, and and one and not open because she feels she needs to be open for him, open because she wants to be like this is. She her wants, sexual yeah. awakening, her sexual growth, her exploration, and I think she's she's open for that. Um, Anna says Gabriel needs to have a weekend yeah. with Christian, Jesse, and Gideon. <laughs> <laughs> and Betty said, "No mirrors in the ceiling for me. I'm not risking the chance of an earthquake in the middle of the night and a mirror coming down on me when I'm sleeping or doing extracurricular activities." <laughs> oh my gosh, Betty, you are too much. I will never forget when my, um, the weekend, uh, right before my mom died, I was down here because of some other deaths with mm-hmm. my family. And um, there was a slight earthquake up in like central Pennsylvania, up Pocono yeah. type area. It wasn't a big one, but I was lying in bed and I could feel the, the bed shake that I was in. You know, I was like, okay. <laughs> and... I taught. I, I called a, a, a one of the guys I used to work with. I was good. He was a good friend of mine. Mm-hmm. And I said, "The earth moved for me last night." <laughs> oh my gosh, Pam! He said, "What are you talking about? What are you talking about?" I said, "We had a slight earthquake. The earth moved for me." <laughs> ah, we had the best lamp. That is sorry. funny. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Maybe she should tell him what she told CFP that she loves his darkness and his light shell notes. And uh, no, that's true. Elena said, "Okay, Betty, you must live on the edge. Go for the mirror." (laughs) Julia says, "Julia, I'm ready for more." Is Betty what Betty noted? And Gabriel said, "Not so fast, young grasshopper." Anna notes that uh, Julie is up for exploration to the point when she, where she then doesn't like what was done and then judges and he's toast. Uh, Lena said, I don't know. I'm, I'm trying to think. Uh, I'm trying to think of a situation where she's been that um, gun shy. I feel like she's a little more up for the ride on this i think she is but, it's, it's also a lear, learning experiences um that's true going out I, of your I comfort zone any, though, right i mean he does push her out yeah, of her comfort yeah. zone 
And but I also think that you know she's at this point in her her relationship where she wants to explore more, and she probably will. And if she doesn't like what they're doing, she'll tell them, and it won't be hurtful or maligned in in any way. I mean, it, I think in any relationship, the physical side of the relationship, you know, you, you try things, and if you like it, you like it. If you don't, you don't. You if you don't like it, you don't right. do it again. Right. It's true. So, it's true. That's all. Um, and I agree with Elena. I love these Saturday mornings with Betty. It's like a stand-up comedy routine via podcast. <laughs> Very true. <laughs> Very true. Mm-hmm. So, you know, as Gabriel's lavishing her with this single-minded attention, um, you know, he is all in. And I loved the line, her, her very flesh nearly melted from the heat of his touch. Mm-hmm. It was all in. They were all in. She knew that yes, it, if the world had fallen away, it was as if the world had fallen away. And it always did in those moments. So they, it really mm-hmm. was one of those. Um, it really was one of those times where it's just the two people in that cocoon. They are each other's world and they're spinning on that soul axis, right? That's just the focus. Mm-hmm. Um, and his probing fingers were exploring all different parts of her. Um, and she said that she needed him. And she pulled away. She was almost climbing him because, you know, he was getting her revved up and she was ready for him. Mm -hmm. And he wanted her to come first and he wanted her to watch herself come. So um, Gabriel, a.k.a. Sex God, is at it again, Betty said. And Anna said it would definitely be hurtful. That's Julianne's M.O. Um and so we shall see how she reacts here um, mm-hmm. as they continue on. Uh, she was then, as they continued on, when she did come, she saw in the mirror, her eyes widen, her gripping onto his neck. She saw his strong hips and his beautiful backside as she kept pace with him. And her eyes closed as she groaned. Here we go. She couldn't keep her eyes open, Betty, to your point. Couldn't keep her eyes open. And nipping at her ear, he said, watch. <laughs> you know, um, he, was, he was pretty, uh, pretty much uh, in the dominant seat there, I would say. You know, he was really, mm-hmm. I told you mm-hmm. to watch, you know, look. And mm-hmm. don't look, look away. away. As she looked in the mirror, he was keeping up his pace, and she would sigh and she would moan, but she did not look away. Not at all. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Elena said, I know I'd have to tape my eyelids open for that one. (laughs) (laughs) This is true, Elena. This is true. She couldn't look away. You know, she kind of was transfixed at at this point. And as Ga- and then Gabriel asked her to look at him, and she noticed his big blue eyes and his huge black pupils, and he told her that this was not fucking. 
this was so much more. And I felt like that was a very powerful moment for them. Yeah, because it's not, it was not, it was a lobby experience, but with someone you loved and who was reciprocating in love. Yeah. It's different. And, you know, the exact quote is, this isn't fucking, it's a hell of a lot more. And he was, you know, his breathing was getting heavy and he kept thrusting and his pace became uneven. And always, she said, and as Gabriel started to say something else, she climaxed. And then her face was serene with her eyes closed. And this sent him over the edge to his own release. (laughs) And Anna, yes, I meant dominant in the sense that he has the control in the situation, not a true dominant. I mean, we've read things. uh, We've read other books with, you know, true dominance. But he definitely Mm -hmm. had the what I meant by that was he had, he was in control of what they were doing. Um, yes, he had the upper member, <laughs> <laughs> the upper and the lower member. <laughs> and Betty said, dude, if she, she keeps her eyes open, this means you're not getting the job done. Eyes closing means you're doing a glorious job. There is an out of body experience. <laughs> so, Jay well, always I mean, underestimated. It hard, it's hard to keep your and Julia always underestimated his deep connection to her shell notes. Yes, and it's very hard to keep your eyes open if the job's being done properly. <laughs> <laughs> this is true. Yes. Jeez. Uh, anyway, <clears throat> flashback. Uh, <laughs> do we need to? Do we? Do you need to, a moment, Pam? Do you need to get the fan out? I, I, yeah, I, 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 yeah, I got to get, got to get the fan out. Yeah, it's, 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 it's a hot, you know, it's an intent. There's an intensity. I think that's what I liked about the scene. He really, SR really wrote and conveyed the intensity of Gabriel Mm -hmm. and that's one of the things I love about Gabriel (laughs) so for me I really just thought it was it was great I mean he it was he did a lot of there was a lot of research done for this again I volunteer anyway As Julia struggled to come down from the high she was on, catch her breath, Gabriel remarked, "Incredible." That that kind of gets to me because I can't stand reading a sexual act every time it's done. For some reason, it just Mm. I don't know. To to me, it's not romantic. Anyway, should we all pull out the ten card? (laughs) I think maybe he. I think maybe he was just almost, it's almost like an exclamation, like, wow, or... No, I know. You I know, know what I mean? I, I, I don't think he was rating it. I just think it was something he probably had wanted to do for a long time, and it just always... He had the extraordinary chance yeah, to have maybe. it happen. Yes. 
And and Betty had said, I bet Julie could hear Beyonce singing Crazy in Love, the Fifty Shades of Grey version playing in the background. Well, listen, you talk about writing these scenes. I can remember one time when Erica was writing, I think she was either writing uh, one of the Christian point of views, the first mm-hmm. one maybe, and she was writing about a sex scene, and uh, she goes, oh, I got to go take a moment. <laughs> <laughs> well, Shel says, having a heat wave. <laughs> and Elena yeah, really. said, should I be concerned, so. Rumi? Kama Sutra, research assistant, and now flashbacks? Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> <No>. <laughs> that's hilarious, Elena. That's hilarious. Yeah, so. Love it. So... And so he asked if she was all right, and her reply was yes, but she might be a little bullheaded. <laughs> you think? That's always, do you think? Yeah, that's always been a fun comment <laughs> anywhere. Um, uh, and always gave the other partner great pleasure. Oh, yes. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. uh, she asked to give her a minute and before he put her down, but he asked what made her think he was finished with her. He found her ear and said, Fade Fade to black. black. Mm -hmm. Elena says, I think this touched Gabriel to a level he hadn't reached before. Having this experience with Julia was eye-opening for him. And I think it was. This was a very different, you know, there's a lot lot of, uh, there's a lot of things at play right now in their relationship and in their lives. And I think, um, you know, uh, them coming together this way, uh, working out their foul moods, um, this, this whole, that mm-hmm. whole idea is, is new to them. So, yeah, I mm-hmm. think, yeah. Yeah. And we had asked SR uh, if it was challenging to write why or why not and he, he remarked that this scene marks an evolution in the relationship between julianne and gabriel and it's part of the journey we see them take over the course of the yeah book. and as shell notes he didn't have to hold mm-hmm. back no he didn't he didn't have to be concerned about it either because he i think he he does trust mm-hmm. her to trust him so and betty um, Betty said i guess gabriel's a box of chocolates you never know what sexual position or experience you'll get true (laughs) well pass me the box although there's some yeah there there are some you know it's like do you like caramels or do you like nuts (laughs) anyway um was julia completely honest when she said she was not afraid and also I said, Julianne is more comfortable with Gabriel. She trusts him more, and she's also concerned about his struggle to cope with the stresses that assail him. I think this scene represents the way in which they can pursue their pleasures together. That was, I thought, I think telling, yeah. It was insightful. Yeah, I mean, it definitely establishes the trust, I think, between both of them. And mm-hmm. it's also it's also treating and the growth right, of their it's physical also relationship, showing their growth and their connection sexually. Which, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah, 
you know, they still have a long a way start. to go. I think, yeah. I but, think it is. Well, it's more than a start. It's building on their foundation. Um, <laughs> but Betty notes that uh, the assorted box of chocolates, he throws away the guide, it's always so a surprise. <laughs> I, I think uh, it's the best kind of surprise, though. You know. Again, do you like jellies or do you like caramels or do you like right. nutty? Or nougat. And you wonder what's going to happen for round two. You know, the way he wrote it at mm-hmm. the end was kind of a fun, clever. Um, yeah. That was a clever fade to black in a way, because then you can only imagine. Yes. And so we'll have to find out when we uh, read the next part of this uh, multi-part chapter. Um, yes. Next week, uh, part three of chapter 32. Um in order to really, really figure out where uh, where they're going or what they've done. So I think that would be good, mm-hmm. too. Absolutely. So it should be fun, and I'm looking forward to it. I am, too. It's a little easier to go through. <laughs> yeah. So, and Anna notes, honestly, Gabriel will always be cautious in all his cognizant dealings with Julianne. He will, because I think I, he he was abusive in his past relationships. And, you know, to a degree, you know, not all abuses raping someone. Right. Or, but the abuse, the emotional abuse of... of you know, just doing what you please with a person and take taking off. So, and that that's. Oh, well, I that's also think I, I feel like he is always conscious of their age difference too, and I think part of that protection or that cautiousness might be from that as well. I, Pam, you need a drink before you do a show with the special chapters. Betty said. <laughs> I should be correcting my yeah, coffee should, on those mornings. Is what you're coffee. trying to say? And I got the brunt of the uh, scene this time, so you did. Thank you. <laughs> I don't mind talking about that, though. Um, you know, even as Anna notes, there are things that are in print that are much more um, salacious, shall we say? Um, oh, there are. So no, I don't mind. It's it's part of the human experience. Um, and a beautiful part of the human experience. So I, I'm all about that, I think. Uh, and I, I did think this, as I mentioned, I, I liked this chapter because of that trust and the intensity um, of it. A little Dutch mm-hmm. courage, Shell notes. And Anna says, I really don't think he was abusive. I think his partners were mutually taking and selfish. Yeah, I think there was a, there was a lot of consensual. There was there was consensual, but I also but I I, I don't know. I just I think with Paulina, to that's me, it was a, the oh that was definitely emotional emotionally abusive on yeah. both ends. Yeah. So, anyway. So, anyway. what song do you have to leave us with today? Well, let me see. This one is just. About I almost so suggested me, uh, Marvin Gaye's "Sexual Healing." 
I was going to text yeah, you. I, I was going to text you that because <laughs> they are working their bad moods out <laughs> today. That is true. That is true. And, All righty. So here okay. we go. Just for that. Right. <laughs> Have a great time, week. everyone. Have a wonderful week. Stay warm, stay safe, and be kind. Bye-bye.